Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. This podcast includes highlights from the Winter 2022 Christian Product Expo in Charlotte, North Carolina ahead. First of all, you'll meet a brave Canadian pastor named James Coates of Grace Life Church in Edmonton, who has been on the front lines in standing against COVID restrictions that have resulted in many churches closing in the country. You'll learn more about his motivation and the faith in Christ behind it coming up. Then it's more material from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Winter 2022 Christian Product Expo in Charlotte with Debbie Ashley, who addresses some of the barriers that women experience in their Christian walk. And on this edition of The Intersection, from the Winter 2022 Christian Product Expo, it's Kyle and Laura Martin. They visited with me from the Ministry of Time to Revive. They highlighted their heart for revival and evangelism and discussed equipping believers to grow deeper in their relationship with Christ. You'll be hearing material from that conversation coming up. Finally, it's Billy Joust, who is married to a longtime Major League Baseball coach. She stopped by to discuss how believers can be set free in the Lord by removing those elements from their hearts and lives that can prevent them from experiencing God's best. You'll be hearing from that CPE conversation as well. This is The Intersection, a production of The Meeting House, and I'm Bob Crittenden. James Coates is the pastor of Grace Life Church in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and has been a bold follower of Christ in the midst of government restrictions surrounding COVID. He has authored a book entitled God vs. Government, Taking a Biblical Stand When Christ and Compliance Collide, and shared with me about some of his experiences in the face of opposition. Here now from that conversation is James Coates. Well, we were in a battle, really a stare down with our government, and that stare down began to escalate and it went through stages. And as it did, I was anticipating the possibility of arrest and imprisonment. And so on on February 7th, I was arrested for the first time in our office. And I was I was released in that particular moment. It was after a Sunday service. They arrested me. I wasn't cuffed, but I had my rights read to me. And I was given an undertaking. And in that undertaking, I was to sign and ultimately agree that I would comply with the Public Health Act. And of course, we were unwilling to do that. We, we could not surrender the headship of Christ over to Caesar and were unwilling to enforce the public health orders on our people. And so um, I indicated on that day that I could not sign. The officers wrote, refused to sign, but they did indicate that I was still bound by the terms of that undertaking. The next Sunday, we met again, and it was following that service that I found out they wanted me to turn myself in on Tuesday. And so on Tuesday, I turned myself in, was uh, arrested. I was brought into um, a cell and was later brought before a justice of the peace and, and the the outcome of that is that I was faced with a condition of release and the condition of release was that I sign and agree (laughs) that I would comply with the public health act. Of course, I couldn't do that. And so I said, well, I can't sign that, that release. And that resulted in me uh, being held in custody, transferred to uh, a maximum security prison. And I was there for 35 days. Wow. And what ultimately happened with your case? Well, as pressure mounted, the Crown 
came to the conclusion, I guess, that it had to adjust the terms of my release to facilitate me getting out of prison. I guess I had shown to them that I was not going to sign that condition. And the, the pressure was mounting on them. I think as you look back at what took place with me, it was a huge miscalculation on their part. They were trying to shut us down and make us an example, thinking that if they did that, they'd be able to maybe even silence other churches. In the end, courage is more contagious than COVID. And so our stand not only gave courage to other churches, but it just ended up being a black eye in their government. And so when the, when the conditions for my release were changed to a, a, something that I could agree to, that, that ultimately re resulted in me being released. And, and even as you read the book, I really tell the entire story of everything step by step. And there was an interview that my wife did with Tucker Carlson that was really critical in, I think, um, uh, moving the dial on the government because that, that, that interview was, was recorded about a week before it released. And there was a lot of hype around the fact that it had happened and um, that it was going to be coming out. And I think the government knew we got we to gotta nip this thing in the bud and get him out of there. As the subtitle suggests, when Christ and compliance collide, what are the principles that you applied and you really sense that God was leading you to uphold in light of this tension that was occurring? Well, I think we all recognize that in the context of government, there does come a point when we must obey God, not men. We know that from Acts 5.29. And, and, and so as we evaluated this situation, the church coming together for worship is critical to the worship of Christ, the honor and glory of God, the ministry of, of the church to build up the body of Christ. And so when we, when we were looking at the government imposing upon the church, dictating to the church the terms of worship, we concluded that that was obviously outside of their jurisdiction. They don't have that authority. And in the early going of the pandemic, they were using the virus as the, the mechanism by which to justify that. And, and we opted to comply at that particular time because we were ignorant about the severity of the virus. But, but that's, that was a, a short-lived affair because at some point you have to recognize that Jesus is head of the church and he's the one that imparts authority both to the government and to elders and to, to husbands in the context of homes. He imparts and delegates authority to whom he wills. And when he does that, he does it in ways that defines what that authority is to do. And so the government was outside of its lane. It was, it, was, it was stepping into a realm that's not theirs. And we had a responsibility to, uh, to honor Christ by opening our doors and shepherding the flock. James Coates here on The Intersection. The book website is godvsgovernment.com. Well, next on this edition of The Intersection podcast from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Winter 2022 Christian Product Expo in Charlotte, Debbie Ashley, who is the wife of a pastor, shared principles related to her book entitled Faith Unhindered, Finding the Freedom to Trust God Completely. Here now from that conversation is Debbie Ashley. I think, you know, often we tend to focus on what's the future, what's this going to look like in the future, um, but I find it helpful and I would encourage a woman who's struggling with that perhaps to look back, you know, and, and look at where did her faith journey start? Because, you know, um, along the way, there have been 
answers to prayer or God has encouraged her through the scriptures or God has brought another mentor or a person into her life that has helped her along the way and um, and and use those same tools but again just to to bring another aspect to that you know by looking back it's possible that a woman might realize that she never really started that journey of faith and Mm. that she needs to recognize that that there is a relationship with God for her much like the Samaritan woman you know of simple conversation at the well realized she realized I need the Messiah but after we look back I think as we look forward to to recognize you know the tools of scripture you know the promises of God that sometimes we know them so well that we we don't look at them with fresh eyes and then also um, as we think of those tools the tools of prayer and, and, and the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit to give us the direction we need. And um, I know the times that I struggle with my faith, for some reason, I get so focused on the struggle that I forget what God has given me. So I would just, uh, I guess, offer that as an encouragement. Debbie Ashley joining us today here on the Meeting House on Faith Radio. It is the Winter 2022 Christian Product Expo near Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, Debbie, as we think about a faith unhindered, what you were sharing earlier was that you interact with people that proclaim that they have a, or they confess that they have a faith in God. Mm -hmm. They do believe in God, they say, Mm -hmm. but yet they're not able to trust him. Mm, Yes. Hopefully I'm saying your (laughs) your words back to you accurately. And you mentioned your own faith struggles Mm -hmm. and I think that there's a choice when we do have struggles with faith, we can allow those struggles to lead us away from God Mm -hmm. and to adversely impact our relationship with him. Or we can allow those struggles with our faith, those questions that we might have, these hindrances to really press us to seek God more fully, to draw us closer to God. And there is a choice yes. that we have to make. Yes. So so how does how does someone that is uh, yeah, is feeling held back and is having questions, how does one recognize those questions so that they move in the right direction rather than than go in the other direction away from God? Sure. Um if I could just share maybe a quick personal sure, story. Sure, absolutely. Yes. Um, some years ago, my son, we were on a family vacation, and my son became became ill, um, had some pretty serious symptoms going on, and by the time we got home, we knew something wasn't mm-hmm. right. And a quick um, diagnosis came of juvenile diabetes. It came completely out of the blue, and being the mom, I uh, thought, okay, I have to take care of this. I have to be in charge, and... Um, began to do that in what was originally a healthy way, but then realized over time that I really began to feel like I need to be in control. And in doing so, I had left God out of that. And one day I was exhausted on my screened in porch. I thought, I can't do this anymore. And God asked me an important question. He said, do you really think you're the one keeping your son alive? In my heart. And Mm -hmm. I, I was stunned. I was like, Yes. And it was the first time I realized that I, th- I thought I was just doing what I was supposed to do. And God convicted me of that. And he said, you can't keep your son alive one day longer than I have ordained. 
and in that moment it was really a moment of surrender that I couldn't do all the right things on my own power and so faith involves putting the things in our lives in the hands of someone who can do things far beyond what we can do but we have to let go and so I think faith unhindered ultimately comes when we realize that what we so desperately want and we want to achieve it on our own we have to let go of it and let God do what he wants to do and what he needs to do. Debbie Ashley here on The Intersection. You can learn more at debmashley.com. Well, this is The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. You will find a link to the Media Center. That's the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured here on The Intersection. You can also find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as the Apple Podcast feed. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three featuring three stories of relevance to the Christian community. That is updated weekly. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. There's also a link to video content. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can visit the programming section at faithradio.org. Conversations from The Meeting House can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms. Just search for Faith Radio Podcast when you visit Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and more. The Intersection Podcast continues now with Kyle Lance Martin, founder and CEO of the ministry Time to Revive, and Laura Kim Martin, writer and prayer intercessor for the ministry. At Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Winter 2022 Christian Product Expo in Charlotte, They discussed the overall ministry and its aims, as well as the two editions of Revive Daily, a devotional journey from Genesis to Revelation that Laura has written, designed for someone to go through the Bible during a two-year span. Here now, from that conversation, are Kyle and Laura Martin. Originally, I was on the radio uh, in Dallas, and I would go out and I'd share the gospel every day. And I had one of these colorful wristbands on, and there was a gentleman who heard me, and uh, he said, you know, I think you could use some help. So I didn't know how to take that. So what he did is, is he actually then, his name was Larry Hopkins, a good friend of mine now. He actually designed this Bible. He took an air compressor. He would sit in a, like a storage unit and he would punch the side of the Bible. And then he would highlight these verses. So the wristband, each of them there's five Bible verses. And so the, the intended use was, is that we could, as believers, introduce the gospel in a simple way to those that don't know the Lord. And so we begin to walk through, through five simple colors, uh, the truth of Christ from sin and death. But because of God's love, when we have faith in the fact that he died for us, we get eternal life. And I just think we make, Bob, I think we make sharing the gospel too hard. Mm. And so these wristbands from all the way back to D.L. Moody, it's intended for people to grasp the simplicity of the gospel. Well, you have been, well, you are the founder of Time to Revive. Laura, obviously a big part in the founding of this ministry as well. You're a writer, prayer intercessor. You've written the the books that we have here with us today, the Revive Daily books. So let's go to that journey of Time to Revive. Give us an idea about the purpose 
of this overall ministry. I think we kind of hinted at it already, but, uh, yeah. but give us an idea about how God brought it all together. Yeah, well, shortly after Kyle graduated from seminary, uh, the Lord just started calling him to gather the church to pray for revival. He had a real heart for reviving the church. And like he said, the more he went out, uh, he had a heart for people. He loved the people he'd shared Jesus. Uh, we would evangelize. And so um, it came from this heart that Jesus transforms our lives. Let's tell people about Jesus. Let's pray. And so when we uh, started Time to Revive, it officially started in 2010, but in 2007, Kyle actually, out of obedience, gathered the church in Dallas, Texas for 40 days to pray and worship the Lord. And we brought in different speakers and we worshiped in the evenings. We prayed in the morning. And from that time, it birthed this um, this season of seeking the Lord for revival in America and different communities began to invite time to revive from Santa Fe to Sedona to Flint, Michigan, which is where the Bibles, we started doing evangelism. And so that is how the ministry started. We'd go into communities, we'd bring churches of all denominations together. Um, and the focus was on Jesus. And what we saw, I really think is people like believers getting the tools, but also just being equipped to go out and so their faith was ignited because they're like stepping out by faith. They're seeing the Lord move in their life. They're in their own city talking about their faith and they become alive in their own walk with the Lord. But then we're also seeing the lost come to Christ. And then there's a discipleship process that we walk through um, with people in the cities as well. And then really throughout America, we've been to different cities and then there's a remnant that remains. And even mm. though time revive may go away from that city, a remnant will rise up that are walking out the power of Jesus and they are feeling revived. Kyle and Laura Martin here on The Intersection. The website address is timetorevive.com. Finally, on this edition of The Intersection podcast from the Winter 2022 Christian Product Expo in Charlotte, Billy Jouse discussed her book called Distraction Detox, Release Emotional Barriers, Restructure Priorities, Realize God's Best. Here now from that CPE conversation is Billy Jouse. In this book, I really dig into the emotional toxins that rise mm. up in us that separate us in our faith, separate us in relationships, and that could be a marriage. But in those times, like I said earlier, when you feel lonely and you feel like you're not loved or you don't, people don't care about you or you're not um, worthy enough for certain time together or all of the things that come up. I'm not good enough. I'm not loved. If you have guilt and shame in your life that you haven't released, if there's fear that's built up in you of fear of failure, fear of stepping out, fear of whatever it is that, that you're looking into, that God's calling you into. So that's where in this book, I dig into those emotional barriers that we put up that stop us from realizing and what God truly desires to do in and through our lives. Well, there is an acrostic for the word detox, D-E-T-O-X. And if you would just take us through those five different areas and give us just a little bit of a definition. 
Yeah, so when we go through the distraction detox in the book, each chapter ends with a detox challenge. And in those detox challenges, I'm really walking you, walking me along with you because I haven't written a book that I haven't lived out. <laughs> sure, sure. And so this is, these are the steps that I went through um, when really trying to take hold of those emotional toxins. And the first one is determine your internal distractions. Internally, what is it that's holding you back? What is it that's stifling your faith? What is it that's not allowing you to move where God is asking you to move? And then we evaluate the emotional barriers because I want people to understand where it is these are coming from and how it's making them feel and that they are very real emotions, that they are emotions that they're feeling. They are thoughts that they're having, but how can they take hold of them? And then we turn into the T, which is terminate the toxins so that we can hear trust and go as God is calling us. So I put in there some deception versus truth re uh, replacements, taking that deceptive thought, holding on to it for a minute, understanding what it is, and then replacing it with God's word. We all know God can heal us of anything, but sometimes our minds can take on a mind of its own. The mm. enemy wants to attack you in your thoughts and those thoughts will come back up. So what I want people to do is become, make it a habit to take those thoughts captive and replace it with truth immediately rather than allowing it to spiral down. And the next step is to outline a plan. If we don't have an outline of where we want to step into, and I'm not saying God's going to light up a, a direct path exactly where he wants to take you, but just a plan of how we're going to take those thoughts captive, how we're going to replace them, and then how we're going to start stepping out where God is calling us. And that's creating a spiritual health plan. How do we grow spiritually healthy? And then the last step is actually executing that plan. How do we execute that plan? What are the steps we're going to take in faith, taking a risk to step out where God is calling us? Billy Jowls here on The Intersection. You can find her online at Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E, Jowls, J-A-U-S-S, dot com. Well, we are nearing the conclusion of this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast, the weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. You'll find a link to the Media Center. That's where you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection Podcast. There are links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as the Apple Podcast feed. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. There's information on video content as well. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me for this edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.